Thanks for listening to the River in the Hills weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. Bless the kiddos. Yes. We believe there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. So God, thank you for showing up in kids' church today. That's just a good idea. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yeah, I personally believe that you can tell that you have a genuine move of God happening when it's happening through the children. Because kids don't know how to fake it. <laughs> when, it's, when God's moving through the children, then you know something genuine is happening. So <clears throat> let's just reach our hands. They went that direction. Is it that direction? I'm assuming, Father, we just bless the children of this house We just thank you for supernatural happenings, visitations, strengthenings, empowerment, angelic visitation. God, we thank you for blowing us away by what you do through them in Jesus' name. Amen. That was a better prayer than your response. I'm just just saying, how many people... You're hungry enough and humble enough to want God to do things through the children that stir jealousy in us. Like, whoa, well, you just did that through them? Oh, then you should be doing that through me. Thank you, Father. Yeah, it's so good to be here, and I, I truly mean that. Like, it's an honor to be in this house. And uh, there's such a well that's been dug here for years and years, and it's an honor to be sent to this city to be here uh, in this amazing city, truly, it's amazing. The favor that's on this city is, is incredible, and uh, the unity among the churches in this city is phenomenal. I mean, I travel the world all over, and what's, what is happening here in this city, the well that's been dug among unity in the churches for 30-plus years here is phenomenal. Other, other places are taking notice, and so it really is an honor to be here in this city, but to be in this church, and my wife and I moved here in 2017. We were sent, um, and we, we did a soft launch for the first year and opened the church in 2018, but the first year had, would have been January of 2018. They do a pastor's regional, regional gathering, and, and uh, so it was my first one. I went, and I was excited to see, meet the other pastors and see what God's doing, and I love the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I love Jesus, and I love the Holy Spirit. <laughs> How many people know that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one? That you can't give honor to one without giving honor to the others? It got quieter on that point. <laughs> How many people know you can't, you can't worship, you can't give honor to Holy Spirit without also giving honor to the Father? Because they're one. And I love, I love Holy Spirit, so I'm at the first pastor's gathering, and I'm like, God, show me who is full of the Holy Spirit in this place. I wasn't going to tell anybody. I just wanted to know. Where are my friends? <laughs> And every pastor has the Holy Spirit, but, but where are those who are, live in freedom and expectation with the Holy Spirit? 
And I feel like God really highlighted three individuals, and two of them are your pastors in this room, <laughs> Pastor Glenn and Pastor Kyle. And I was like, ooh, these, these guys are on fire. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it's a special place here. And man, during worship, I was smelling the fragrance of the Lord. I can get out there prophetic. I don't know if... Will I win the crowd or lose the crowd? <laughs> but I, I was smelling the fragrance of the Lord. Like the well that's, that's here is, is amazing. There's a thin place in the spirit here. Oh, and sometimes you have, to, you have to step out of a place to appreciate what you have. Step out and step back in. I'm telling you, there's a thin place in the spirit here. Thank you, Jesus. And I, and I have this. I I've felt this word uh, in my in my spirit. Not not yes, it's a prophetic word, but it's a word. I feel the word exploits. Come on, one lady in the back is excited. Come on, <laughs> I don't know you, but I like you. Come on, <laughs> you and me and Kyle and Glenn, we're gonna have revival together. Come on. <clears throat> exploits. There's a thin place in the spirit, which means that you have easy access to the fullness of God in this place. And if we have easy access to the fullness of God, then we can't help but have exploits. How many people know God is good? <laughs> God is good, and how many people also know that his presence is him? That is, his presence is not a side effect. It's not even a side attribute. It is actually him. And his nature, And when he comes, he brings all of his goodness and all of his kingdom with him. And if God's good and his presence is him, it's impossible to have his presence here and not have good things happen. I'm just going to keep preaching until you get it. <laughs> Whoa. Exploits. There's a thin place here. And uh, the river, we're in the river. River in the hills. I love what uh, our pastor, Pastor Bill, says, that, that God, God is in you, but he wants to be a river, not a lake. God wants to be in you and get out of you and move through you and do wonderful things and powerful things and transforms cities and regions and nations. That there is a flowing, a movement of heaven that is, that is resident in this place. And you get to hop in a raft with Jesus and see what happens. And ex exploits, someone say exploits. Exploits and my message this morning is is living with supernatural, living with kingdom expectancy. Because do you, do you know? I wasn't expecting that till the end, at least. But uh, guess guess uh, Jesus is excited <laughs> for for um, for belief to become faith. 
And faith is the currency of heaven. Amen? Faith is what moves heaven, accesses heaven. For belief to become faith, it simply needs to have expectancy connected to it. And for us to move into the place of exploits, we need to learn how to tap into expectancy. Because a lot of times we use the language faith, we use the language belief, we use them interchangeably, and at some level that is absolutely true. But at another level, we actually have to have expectancy connected to what we believe to see it manifest in our hour. Thank you, Jesus. God is good all the time. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he was good yesterday. Can I get an amen? And he's going to be good tomorrow. But God wants to be good today. He's the God of today. He wants to be good today more than yesterday or tomorrow. Because the reality is we're always looking for tomorrow, but guess what? When we wake up tomorrow, it's going to be today. <laughs> the, the only day we actually ever have with the Lord is today. And he wants to teach us. He wants to stir up our expectancy that he wants to be good today. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. That There is an assignment on this house. And there's an assignment on this house both to wait. There's an assignment on this house to wait. And in prayer, the thing I was most impressed upon was the John the, John the Baptist anointing on the house. There is a call on this house, like John the Baptist in the wilderness, calling out, make straight the pathways of the Lord. And there's a John the Baptist call to wait on the Lord. But there's also a call not only to wait, but there's a call to go. Because what's supposed to happen in the waiting comes empowerment. Come on. Our sister on the keyboard this morning referenced, she's talking about Pentecost. And in Luke 24, she was talking about the waiting and the preparation. They didn't know what they were waiting for. Guess what? God's surprises are better than we think. <laughs> in the waiting, Luke 24, 49, Jesus tells them to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until what? Until you are endued or clothed with power from on high. There's power in the waiting. And then they're going to be witnesses to him. Judea, Samaria, and to the outer ends of the earth. There's a call to wait. But I actually feel like God is stirring up again. And I'm just speaking prophetically. I feel like there's been waves in this house over the years of the waiting and the going has increased and the exploits and then waiting and then going. But I feel like God is stirring another wave of going. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to pretend like this is a good word. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Anybody excited about Jesus? You know, we talked about this city. I do believe that what starts here changes the world. 
There's, there's favor on this city. And God's doing great things. He's doing incredible things. He's doing it through the children. <clears throat> He's doing it in prayer. He's doing it in the highways and the byways. Thank you, Jesus. We are our outreach team. Uh, they, they feed uh, the homeless every Monday night downtown. And I know there's lots of churches that have been doing it for lots of years. And we're just riding in on that momentum. But they, had a, they sent me pictures two weeks ago, maybe three now. They had this ex-Satanist on his knees weeping as he was receiving Jesus on the streets downtown. And uh, he, had, he had a tattoo of this being with whore, like a tattoo of the devil on his forehead and 666 tattooed on his neck. I mean, he, he wasn't a lighthearted Satanist. <laughs> and he'd been, watching, he'd been watching the team for weeks and watching them, their interaction, watching the way they were loving on people, watching them pray for people, watching people get healed. He was watching all this, and something was cracking open in his heart. And he, in secret, he had been watching them for weeks until something cracked open wide enough that he stepped forward and said, what is this that you have? And then on his knees weeping as he receives the Lord. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> I know Pastor Kyle has been preaching on, on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the, the gifts. They serve the umbrella of love. I know he was just talking about that. I, was, I wa- went on I watched that message. Powerful. Funny thing is I preached the same thing last night at Bethel. <laughs> So good. He's good. Exploits. The same couple uh, Saturdays ago, every once in a while, we have a leadership meeting, and we gather our wider leadership team, and we just start with testimonies because testimonies are powerful. Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, Revelations 19.10. And so we started testimonies. So the first person who stood up, was Jason, he shared the testimony from the out- outreach. I just told you about this, the ex-Satanist getting, getting born again on the streets. Next person to stand up was my dad, and he takes teams to Huntsville Prison every so often. And, they, uh, and so he stands up and reports they were just in there, and they, they, uh, they've, got, they've garnered favor, and there's a ministry that's in the prison there, so it's not just our teams, but they garnered favor. So they have, they have revival services, and the whole prison's invited. <laughs> that's also a good idea. <clears throat> in, in, one, in one service, they had six people that had bullets disappear from their bodies. That's better than a golf clap. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) bullets disappearing from people's bodies. It's amazing. I was thinking about it later. I'm like, where where else can you go to find multiple people that all have bullets lodged in their body? I mean, you can't even go to a hospital and find that many, but in prison... But where where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. How many people know that that Jesus is attracted to the dark places? It's the reason he brought the light. (laughs) That Jesus didn't come for those who are well. (laughs) 
He came for those who need a healer, who need a savior, who need a friend. <laughs> the, the, the harder we think it is, the more he wants to show up. And in fact, the, listen, the more we look at our city and go, whoa, that's difficult. Whoa, that's dark. Whoa, there's problems. Whoa, there's witchcraft. Whoa, there's all these things. That actually, the desire of Jesus to show up there is actually increasing. So the thing we think disqualifies is actually the thing that qualifies. Come on. I'm just going to preach myself happy this morning. <laughs> Living with expectancy. Because the call, I feel this call, one, to wait, but two, to go. But the amazing thing is the going is way easier when we've been waiting. And we shared uh, last night, uh, you know, this uh, love revival history. One of my favorite revivals is the Hebrides Revival. And uh, it's a little set of islands off of Scotland, and, and God blew so powerfully through there. And there was a young man there who was, who was uh, gripped with prayer, 15 years old. And he would walk into bars and he would lift his, his arms, and he would just begin to pray. He would get farther out of his mouth, and the Spirit of God would land in bars, and grown men would fall off their stools on the ground, weeping and crying and repenting to God. Fifteen years old. <laughs> but the amazing thing is, is that there's always a story before the story. That we like to hear the story like, wow, 15-year-old praying, open his mouth to prayer, and God falls in bars. We like to hear the story, but there's always a story before the story. There's a waiting before the going. And before this revival kicked off, there was two, two older ladies who had faith. They just believed God was moving, and they... And they sent a letter to the famous, um, the most well-known preacher, revivalist of their day, uh, Duncan Campbell. And they said, God is moving on our island. Come, you're, we believe you're to steward this move of God. The funny thing is there wasn't really much of a move of God. <laughs> except for in their hearts. They had eyes to see what others didn't. And he actually came. He arrived on the island and it's like, where's this move of God? And they told him about this, this uh Young boy who had been gripped with prayer. Oh, man. Did you feel that? Well, and, uh, and he said, okay, I'm going to go see this young boy. So he goes to the family farm, meets the mother, says, I'm, uh, I'm Duncan Campbell. I'm here to see your son. And she says, okay, he's in the barn praying. Let me go get him. Now, Duncan Campbell, that name probably doesn't mean a lot to you, but that's the equivalent of a Billy Graham for their day. That's like Billy Graham showing up to your house, and you're in, you're in your room praying, and Billy Graham knocks on the door, and your mom's like, hey, Billy Graham's at the door, wants to see you. That's what this is equivalent of, right? And so the mom goes, tells her son, and she comes back a minute later. She says, oh, Mr. Campbell, I'm sorry, but my son says you'll have to wait. He's entertaining the king. <laughs> That's the story before the story. 
No wonder why he can walk in the bars. Open his mouth to pray, and God falls out. Someone say exploits. Expectancy for for belief, what we believe, because we as Christians, we have a set of beliefs, but for what we believe to become faith, it simply needs to have expectancy connected to it. The, The easy example is the ministry of healing. And I know you guys see God do good things. In in healing, there there is a part of the body of Christ that still today does not believe that God wants to heal people or is supposed to heal people today. They have a belief system that says that God no longer heals. So according to their belief system, how much healing do you think they see? Zero. Zero. But, and then there's another section of the body of Christ who, who believes that God can heal. It's in his capacity, his wheelhouse, but they don't know if he, when he wants to heal or if he wants to heal this person. They're not sure how much he wants to do it. They know he can do it. They're just not sure when or where or how much he wants to do it. How much healing do you think they see? Maybe, maybe a little here and there. But then there's the part of the body of Christ like the people in this room. <laughs> who not only uh, believe that he can heal, but believe that he wants to heal. And not that he wants to heal tomorrow or yesterday, but believe he wants to heal today. And believe that he's so good that he's leaning in, that as a good father, that he can't, he can't stand by and watch his children be in pain and suffer, and he wants to move right now. And there's a bubbling, and a perk, and exploding inside. Oh, my goodness, God wants to heal right now. <laughs> How much healing does that group see? A lot. What's the difference? Expectancy. Wow. One group has a belief system that he can do it. Another group has a belief system that he wants to do it right now. I believe God wants to breathe on expectancy. Matthew chapter 9. Thank you, Jesus. It's okay if we get in the word. I thought this house would be okay with that. (laughs) let's start in verse 18 of Matthew 9 while he spoke these things to them behold a ruler came and worshipped him saying my daughter has just died but come and lay your hands on her and she will live so Jesus arose and followed him And so did his disciples. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. Verse 21 again. For she said to herself, if only I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. What happened? This woman didn't just have a belief system. She stirred up in herself an expectancy, a recognition that this is the Messiah. This isn't just a rabbi. (laughs) 
This isn't just a good teacher. That This is the Messiah, the Son of God, walking past where I am, and I'm not going to let this moment pass me by. I know, I know, I've heard, I've seen. Listen, God gave her eyes to see. <laughs> Ephesians 1, open the eyes of our heart or the eyes of our understanding. God gave her eyes to see. This is the Messiah. I can see the light. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be made well. Expectancy. And she pushed through. Now, listen, she was unclean. In culture, by Jewish law, she was unclean, flow of blood. She was unclean. She wasn't supposed to be anywhere near the crowd. <laughs> but listen, real faith, faith with expectancy, will allow you to break through the monotony the apathy of the crowd, the unbelief of the crowd. Listen, there was a bunch of people there to see a superstar. But only one was truly touching the hem of his garment. And after she touched it and Jesus responded, who touched me? I felt dunamis power. I felt power go out for me. What, what's that mean? She accessed his divinity. And the disciples were confused because they're like, there's a throng of people and they're all touching you. <laughs> but all of those people were touching him in the natural. She was the only one touching him in the spiritual. Because she had eyes to see. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's power in the waiting. And if I could prophesy to you, there's been a swelling in this house. And again, I feel like there's been waves of, of in the waiting, there's been waves of increased activity of the moving and then the waiting and the moving. God's getting ready to move again. Whoa. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Exploit. You know, last, last Sunday, Easter Sunday, we had baptisms and a man, and we had a couple... We had six signed up, and then three spontaneously responded to the moving of God, and got baptized, and beautiful, and this, and this, after baptism, this lady came up to me, and she said, can you pray for me, and I said, absolutely, and what's going on, she named a few things in her body, and then, and then, kind of as a, an aside, she threw out, oh, and I'm, and I'm fully deaf in my right, I've been deaf for 10 years in my right ear, I was like, oh, okay. So I said something really, um, really profound to her. I said, let's wait on Jesus. If you're taking notes, you can write that one down. I said, let's wait on Jesus. And then, the, and then after a moment, the love started to flow. His presence started to flow. So we focused on him, not her problems. And the love started to flow, and then out of that love, he started to touch her problems, and he started to move in her body, and she, she started to, she could either feel the manifestation of his love, and she started to, to tremble a little under his presence, and all of a sudden, I just felt led to clap my hands next to her right ear, and she jumped, oh, because her right ear just popped open. Thank you, Jesus. That's a good way. That's a good way to celebrate the resurrection, of Jesus. <clears throat> Whoa, thank you, Father. Listen, we've <laughs> we've seen we've seen hospitals cleared out. 
One in, one in Nebraska and one in Kenya. It's easy to tell the, the Africa stories like, oh, yeah, God does stuff over there. No, we, we saw a seven-story tall hospital in Nebraska, 80% emptied. Come on, Jesus. But listen, there's a story before the story. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You guys have been... You guys have been waiting. I just want to—I want to pray for some people before we're done, who want an increase of grace, just to flow with the river. It's not a lake. We're waiting to be filled up so that we can be poured out. And it's easier than we think. The deaf ear opened up. The one-step prayer model. Let's wait on him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Whew, there it is. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your goodness. <clears throat> We're in Matthew 9, Matthew 6. You guys know this one. 6, verse 6. But you, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He will reward. The gift of grace. I know you're, you're talking about the, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Someone say gifts. By nature, a gift is something that you receive, not something you work for. That's called good news. <laughs> Do you know on your birthday you receive gifts? Do you know how you receive your gifts? You don't work for it. You don't plan it out. You don't. <clears throat> All you do is you invite your friends. Now, listen, there is another step. Before that, the story before the story is you spend time building relational equity. I love you. I give to you. We give to each other because we're friends. We're in relationship. You build relational equity, and now it's your birthday, and that person wants to bring you gifts. <laughs> We've been waiting on Jesus. This house. We've been waiting on Jesus now he wants to show up with what? Not works, gifts. Oh, there's someone deaf standing in front of you. Guess what? You don't have to work for it. You just invite your friend. <laughs> oh, let's wait on Jesus. Oh, he's coming with an arm full of packages. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like there's grace in the room. <clears throat> I got more of a message than I have time to get to. This is, I just, I just, <laughs> there's grace in the room. I, specific, I feel grace over tinnitus, deafness, and arthritis. There's more grace than that. It's specifically things that God's showing in 1 Kings 18, you guys would know it. You can look it up. I'll just tell this story for time. In 1 Kings 18, just before, just before this, 
that God, through Elijah, declares a drought over the land. There's a drought for three years. This is where the battle with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel happened. And fire comes down and consumes the the offering, the water, the whole thing, just licks it all up. How many people know that that's a supernatural manifestation of heaven? (laughs) And and after the, the, the prophets are dealt with, they're taken out, that God declares the end of the drought to Elijah. But he sees what no one else sees. He hears what no one else is hearing. And God speaks to him, and, and he does something powerful. It says that he puts his head between his knees. What is that? That's his secret place. That's his prayer closet, and he tells his servant to go and look for the sign of rain. And his servant goes, and he comes back, and he says, there's nothing. But guess what Elijah does? He doesn't stop there. Now, I've got to take a moment to explain that, that in Jewish tradition, even still today, Orthodox Jews, they wear a tallit, they wear the prayer shawl. You're familiar with that. They wear the prayer shawl, and, and it, it, it goes over their head, and it's got a hem, and it's got the tassels uh, on the corners. And this prayer shawl, at any time, that a Jewish man with his prayer shawl could get down, and he could pull the prayer shawl over his head and get down, and he is now in his secret place. They carried the secret place with them. And they could go in the secret place and pray. So Elijah is in the secret place. And he's praying in secret. And your father who sees in secret does what? Rewards openly. And he's in prayer. He is more aware. How many people know that heaven, the reality of heaven is more real than the reality of this world? (laughs) we believe it do we have expectancy connected to it so he got he gets down in secret place he's praying guess what he sees in secret thunder and lightning and torrential rain and wind and he can see it but he tells the servant go look and his servant comes back and says i see nothing does he stop no he goes back again Is it, God, did I hear wrong? Did I hear right? There it is. It's there. It's there. Go look again. Comes back, nothing. God, did I hear wrong? No, it's there. Go look again. Comes back, nothing. Seven times. But he's writing the story before the story. And the seventh time, the servant comes back and says, there's a cloud the size of a man's fist. (laughs) And Elijah's like, yeah, we got it. (laughs) Do you know that that's also expectancy? You want to see a mighty move of God, and and you step out in faith, and you're like, Holy Spirit, come, move mightily, heal people, touch people. And one person goes, "Uh, my little finger feels 20% better. Is that failure or victory? It's victory if we have eyes to see. It It is the reality of his realm entering into this realm and beginning to expand to cause this world to look like his world. 
But can you hear the sound of wind in the little finger? Whoa, thank you, Jesus. And then something powerful happens. After that, the Spirit of God comes upon him, Elijah. He goes from the waiting. What happens next? He outruns the chariot. Waiting births running in the kingdom. Close, go into your secret place. Close the door. Your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Last bit of information, and then we're going to pray, is that in Malachi, in Malachi chapter 4, in Malachi 4, thank you, Jesus. Verse 2, but you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. How many people are familiar with that verse? You've You've heard that at least once before. Six people raise their hand. It's not a trick question. <laughs> How many people heard that verse before? <clears throat> but you who fear my name, anyone fear his name in this room? Should be more hands on that one. But you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. Now here's what's interesting there is that that is not just a prophetic picture of like Jesus like an eagle rising and under his wings like an eagle. No, go back to the, to the tallit, the prayer shawl, the secret place. It had a, it had a, a decorated and embroidered hem. And the tassels, those together were referred to as the wings. Those were the wings, and the embroidering specifically was embroidered as a reminder of his laws and his ways. The Son of Man will arise with healing. Listen, the border is a remembrance of his ways. The Son of Man will arise, and there is healing in the covering of his ways. Thank you, Jesus. In his, in his wings, the talites, the woman with the issue of blood pulled on his what? His wings. Why? Because she had eyes to see. She had expectancy. Do you know what's amazing? Is that there were teachers of the law all around in that setting who couldn't see. They knew the word. They knew Malachi 4 had memorized it from a young age but couldn't see the wings walking by. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for breathing on us with new expectancy. Thank you, Father, that the story is being written before the story that we get to celebrate. Whoa, anybody have room for gifts? Four people. That's all right. With the four of us, we're going to have revival. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, hel- it helps, it helps. 
I'll let you in on another little secret. Hunger never goes unnoticed in the kingdom. It's in the story, the woman, the issue of blood. Hunger never goes unnoticed. It is impossible. It is not within the nature of Jesus to walk past hunger and not stop and take notice. Come on. Can we have the worship team come up? Is is that all right? And we're just going to pray. I feel specifically that there's grace in the room. I want to pray for exploits. I want to pray for gifts. I want to pray for, for those who want to receive the gift of grace for going. What does that look like? Yes, it could look like being sent to the mission field, but it could also look like you just take a risk at the supermarket. Oh, huh. you just oh oh! I feel the little nudge of God's highlighting that person. I don't have anything to say, and you know some of the best miracles or salvations for me that I've seen start with I feel a nudge and I got nothing to say. But how many people know that when you give, what you have is when more comes. I can't tell you how many times I've approached someone because I feel the nudge, and I'm like, Jesus, help. (laughs) And I show up, and I said, excuse me, um, this might sound unusual to you, but I love God, and he is just highlighting you. Does that mean anything to you? Because I'm like, I don't know what to do next. Maybe they know. (laughs) Listen, easier than we think. And all of a sudden, sometimes that's all I say, and tears start coming. Why? Because they just came from the doctor and got a diagnosis that no one knows about yet. And then Jesus prompts to that little nudge to step into that place, and they're like, God knows me. And I had no word of knowledge, no prophetic word. All I had was a nudge. It's what Pastor Kyle preached just the other day. The nudge, and like, God's highlighting you. Um, help me out. Does that mean anything to you? And they're like, oh, I just came from the doctor, and blah, blah. They're like, wow. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Can we all stand to our feet? Is that all right? If, if you want exploits, if you don't, uh, I don't know what to do then. Thank you. And listen, by exploits, can I just be clear? By exploits, I don't mean look at me things at all in any way. I mean world, look at Jesus. I don't mean notch on your belt things. I don't mean pat on your back things. I mean the king of kings showing up to a lost and hurting and broken and dying world. His goodness coming. But listen, it's going to come as a gift. Listen, I said earlier that you don't have to work for gifts. Is that true? There is only one thing that you do have to do. Receive. Receive. The only way you can mess up a gift is to not accept it. (laughs) Here. 
I brought you something. Oh, uh, well, uh, well, thank you, but um, I'm not really, well, if you, if you knew the type of, you knew my past, if you knew the week I had, like, oh, I'm, thank you, but no, thank you. That's the only way you mess up a gift. Thank you, Jesus. I feel, I mentioned it earlier, I feel grace. There's just grace in the room. Someone say grace. <laughs> Everyone just take a deep breath. <sighs> Let all the pressure go, tension go. Why? Because it's easier than we think. I feel the right hip joint, the joint of the right hip. If you've had pain there, <laughs> in fact, the, the two weeks ago, a lady got healed. I called out a similar word. It actually was for right hip as well, but she got healed in her left hip. Because she said to herself, now let's see if this sounds familiar to Matthew and I. She said to herself, she said, you called out right hip, but it was my left hip that hurt. But I thought to myself, if he can do it for the right, he surely can do it for the left. So I put my hand on my left hip and got healed. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Listen, right hip. Arth arthritis. Tinnitus. Whoa. Deafness. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Anyone with, whoa. I want to, if that's you, you got arthritis, you got uh, the right hip, you have tinnitus, just put your hand up. Where's where you are? And someone that loves Jesus around them, can you just reach over, just put a hand on them. <clears throat> And I just want you to release the grace of heaven. Also, I feel um, that there's compression in the neck, compression in the neck. You've been told by doctor or chiropractor you have like thinning between the vertebrae in the neck. God's releasing that right now by his grace in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Just agree with me in prayer if you're touching one of these people. Father, I thank you for grace flowing right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the hip being released right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I'm also seeing the back of the knee is being highlighted. The back of the knee is being highlighted. Father, I thank you for pain there just disappearing in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for tinnitus vanishing in Jesus' name. We just say go in Jesus' name. Whew. Disappear. Yeah, the very small, almost down on the pelvis, pressure and pain there. We say be released in Jesus' name. Wow. Now, what I want you to do for the next 20 seconds, I want you to release the tangible love. We've been waiting on the Lord. Don't release your best prayer. I want you to release tan the tangible awareness of the love of the Father into their body in Jesus' name. Yep, tinnitus, go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Go in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's bring the music down just, just a tad for a moment. 
Yeah, I really feel release in the hips, the hip area, the compression in the neck. Tinnitus, here's what I want you to do. We just release the love of God, but we did it by faith, <laughs> with expectation. I have expectation. So if we just prayed by faith, if you were receiving prayer, I want you to check your body by faith. Now, what does that mean? That means you should actually move and, like, try and check out your hip, your back, your neck. Move, bend over, check your knees, squat, lift up your wife over your head. I don't know, do something to check it out, see what's happening. Now, remember, it started with the cloud the size of a man's fist. What does that mean for us? That means even 2% is a testimony. Come on. Thank you. Why? Because it means Jesus, in just a moment, Jesus stepped into the equation, and what he starts, he likes to finish. And then just a moment, I'm going to ask for those who have arthritis or tinnitus or deafness, if you want prayer, to come forward. But before we do that, is there anyone who could say right now that you can, that you are experiencing some shift, some measure of breakthrough in your body, even if it's 5%, 10%, 70%, 80%? You just put your hand up in the air and just, just it's a little bit dark, just wave. Why? Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Wow, if it's 40% better or more, keep waving. Look at that. Thank you, Jesus. 60% better or more, keep waving. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Can I just, I'm just going to point out, I just want you to call out. Why? The testimony of Jesus. Expectancy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It means what he's done, he's willing and able to do again. So if you just had your hand up, I just want you to, to shout out what part of your body God's touching. Your ears. What about your ears? Deafness. And it's, wow, it's getting better. How much, you had your hand up for 60%. How, how much better would you say it is? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Can you just come up here? Just, just sit. Just sit in the presence. I'm going to pray for you in a moment. I think you had your hand up. And they're feeling even now. Like when I went like this, I could hear you like I can hear from this. So it's Thank you, Father. Now listen, don't do the comparison thing. Don't go, oh, mine's not that. No, it's Jesus. Who else had their hand up? Yes, ma'am, right here. left side and I've got been totally healed and it came back in the last few weeks and I got here with pain it doesn't hurt at all right now I've got my husband on the phone who broke his right hip four weeks ago and I'm at praying over him and believing for him to be totally healed Holy Spirit for her and her husband, Father, in yes, Jesus' yes, name, the lightnings of your goodness. Uh, Thank you, Father. Yep, the lightnings of your goodness, Father, flow through these bodies and through that right hip in Jesus' name. We 
thank you for your grace, Father. In Jesus' name, we bless it, Father. In Jesus' name. Okay, I know we're going to release you to get kids. Just one minute. Who else had their hand up? This is the testimony of Jesus. Yes, ma'am, right here. Just shout it out. Come on. You're right here. You're right hip. Come on. And you can move it all over. It's not bothering you. Thank you, Jesus. Who I saw another hand. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Tendonitis. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And right behind him. Yes. Your left hip and your entire back. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Right here. Your left hip. Come on. By faith. Way to press through that crowd. <laughs> That's beautiful. All right. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to. Before you do that, can you put that verse up again? I, I sense the Lord something prophetically that the Lord wants to use you to release to us. Last week, I wanted to have a video of the, the, the calf, the stall-fed calves. Remember that last week? And we were, they were in the winter, and then they got the doors open, and they started hopping and getting out. Okay, So this is the very verse you were sharing about the wings. So I believe the Lord saved that for today. Would you pray a prayer of activation? Yep. Of activation, because so many of us, maybe the past you've been thwarted by past leadership or failure or just the accusation of the enemy, yes. saying, oh, well, that didn't, you used yes. to move in that. Yes. Well, today it starts again. Yes. Today, uh, and I saw prophetically over you, over this city, the Lord's given you four, four keys, north, south, east, and west. You have a regional, even national. But there are keys to stalls that have been locked. And because you understand it's not striving, it's yielding, those keys will fit into those gates. There's no W. The only WD-40 is Heaven's 40. The oil uh, causing those keys to slide in those gates to open the way for those to be released out of stalls, and they will go forth in the power and the might of their destinies. And I thank you, Lord, for this yeah. man who yeah. will be used to open yeah. those gates yeah. and then simultaneous to use him and Bethel even through the worship to open the locked gardens of hearts like Song of Solomon for the you, Lord, to come and enjoy the beauty of the fragrance of those locked gardens. They will be unlocked, and the power will be unlocked through these four keys, north, south, east, and west. Let's just pray over him first before he prays over us. Okay, extend your hand. I thank you, Father. But you resist the proud, but you give grace. You give power, dunamis power to the humble. So I thank you, Lord, for the daily choice to take a towel, to take a towel and wash feet, whether it's in front of 5,000 or in front of five or just before you with his hand, head between his knees in the secret place. I thank you for the towel that you've given him to wash feet with. And we just, from this house, we pray blessing and going forth of protection as he and Renee go forth. We declare from this house a shield 
that by, by our faithfulness will quench every fiery dart of accusation. May accusations turn into blessings. May anything hurled in the form of a curse, may I thank you that by the blood it turns into a blessing and a snowball of heaven in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, thank you. Would you just activate us? I'm a stall-fed calf. I want to get out. I want to go out more. I can, I can pray corporately. Uh, I actually... I will pray corporately. I would like to lay hands on people. I know you got to go get your kids. You can do that and come back if, if that's okay oh, by the way, for those by who the would way, like the that. Cowboys, Cowboys don't kick off until September. So we, got, <laughs> we got time. <laughs> we got a lot of time. Thank you for putting that verse up because I yeah. had intended to finish the verse. The waiting results in the going. And you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. So thank you for finishing where I felt <coughs> to go. So two, two groups, I'll, I'll do a prayer corporately real quick, but I'd like, if you have hearing loss or tinnitus or arthritis and you want prayer for that, maybe you could come over to my left, your right over here. If you just feel like this message is the, the, the grace for exploits, and again, it's to magnify him. And that, that grace to go out, that, that gift, if you want that, you can just come and fill the rest of the space here if you want that. And now let me pray corporately for anyone who has to go. So just put your hands out like you're receiving a gift. Father, I thank you for the grace of heaven in Jesus' name. Thank you for the grace. I thank you for the oil. I thank you for the gift, the gift, the gift. Thank you, for, like Pastor... Glenn said, the WD-40 of heaven. Father, I thank you that, yep, that, you, would, that you would literally, Ephesians 3.20, now to him is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ask, think, or imagine, according to his power that works in us. If it's going to be more than we have asked, more than we've thought about, more than we've imagined, then by its definition, it has to be a surprise. So, Father, I thank you for the surprises of grace, the increase of your goodness in exploits. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Any tinnitus or hearing loss who want prayer for that? Arthritis, my left. I'm going to pray for this group. Go get your kids, please, and you can just come back in. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.